All right, Mena fans, welcome back to Mena Fandom. I'm joined by my co-host, Red. Red, how are you recovering after yesterday's activities in the main show studio? As a uh, young man, I once was able to go and go and go and continue to get to completion many, many times. And that, those days have passed me by as I get older and older. But yesterday, whew, I was a walking erection afterwards. I don't know how you were. I know I saw your... You're Johnson a little bit there, perking up as we were in the studio, Menners. How are you feeling after everything? I mean, it was a great day. Look, I did the sensible thing. I went and saw Rich Keller later that night to just bring me back to reality to sort of calm yourself down. Get yeah. two two shades, uh, two sides of the coin on the one day. One brilliant man, one complete lunatic. Um, but yeah, yesterday was wild. I had no idea that we would end up in studio recording a minute fandom show. Like I had not given that the a second's consideration. I thought that our best maybe Kirk will call me in for a minute just to shit on me, but I doubted it. I mean, I, I thought yesterday it was going to be you and me in a cafe talking about the most embarrassing moment of our lives where we protested to get on a podcast and were, were ignored. That's what I thought we were going to do. That That's all I had. I was ready to, I had a couple of prepared things. Everything else was off the cuff as far as being outside and being on a microphone and just trying to get some attention and get the, uh, the people, the locals to join in with us, which we were not successful. Uh, and like you said, like we could talk about it afterwards in a cafe somewhere. That would be about it. I did not intend or anticipate being able to one see Kirk, talk to Kirk, and then get inside was um, more than ever expected. More than they needed to do, it was incredible, and I couldn't believe it. It was, it was, it was like I was stunned the entire time. It's yeah, uh, I mean, there's, there's a lot to talk about with this whole story, and people mm -hmm. want to know what happened from beginning to end. So, but uh, Kirk was super nice. He was so friendly. He was, I would say, warm towards mm -hmm. me uh, in person. Um, so that was, you know, heartwarming. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't feel like this aura of hate that I think he gives off to most people. So I think I've successfully broken down the Minahan barrier. Um, but he, he won. That's the annoying thing. Like he still wins because I wasn't in the, on the main show in the second chair. I was recording a Minna fandom show. I mean, I, I feel privileged to have hosted a show in his studio uh, in front of him, but mm -hmm. he wins again. It's it's checkmate as much as I mean I don't I don't know what else we can do here, Menners. It is checkmate. He gets you in studio, uh, does everything he can, is very kind, um, gets you on show with him, but just not the main show. It's a masterclass in what this guy can do. And you know he's playing chess or playing checkers. Nothing you can do, but just no. tip your cap and say, Well done. Yes. I mean, some would say it's even I guess, you know, a bigger honour to be allowed in to record your own show there and have him on as a guest and Mike and Carl. But it's certainly... Because, look, people will know from my Twitter feed that I had second thoughts about yesterday. Okay. I thought the protest was a bad idea. And I thought that because, in the end, Kirk has no obligation to have me on his show. I mean, you know, there's, there's nothing really to protest about. Obviously, I deserve to be on the show. I'm... Uh, you know, if all those other fat loads that I've mentioned have been in there, but he has no obligation to. Like, if he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to. Right. Um, so that's why I'm like, well, why should we protest? I mean, what's he going to do? Like, begrudgingly have me in the studio? But I completely misread it. They were all like, oh, this is fun. They were laughing on the main show about it. Carl was into it. Uh, it, was, it was all a hoot. Uh, and and props to Colin for giving us. Like, he, he gave me his studio, man. Like, he let me have his seat, his microphone, his headphones. Um, he did everything he could. He came he came to lunch with us afterwards. Like, and I know in you a jumper, felt... In a jumper, in a very heavy sweater in the middle of summer. Very much so, yeah. He's always cold. Um, it must be the fact that it must be those shoulders, those bony shoulders. Um, you were falling in love as I was with him yesterday. Let's be honest about this. Cullinane was tremendous. He was more than more did more than enough for us. Cullinane was fans. warm. Mike was warm. Kirk was magnanimous. I mean, I know he wanted to hug me, but he didn't just because he couldn't let anyone else see that. But it, sure. it was it was it was just a magic moment. So 
Yeah, yesterday morning for those who want you know to hear the whole story. Um, so I think I'm going to pull the pin on it. But then at the last minute, I'm like, okay, everyone's saying I've got to do it. I'm just I'm at least going to go to Watertown, meet some great Minna fans like BPM and John Peltier, and have you know check out the area, and maybe we'll do the protest. And I just get a message, you know, you're out, you know, Red's outside the studio, started the protest without me. He's got the speaker out. He's getting into it. Um, you know, you, you did a great job on the protest. I, I was, if I can, please, I I was sad. I was furious. I didn't know what to do when I woke up at 5 a.m. to see your DMs to me. So you DM me in the middle of the night because I go to bed very as much as early, early as I can because I'm an old man. Um, and I wake up to these DMs that say, you're calling it off. There was like multiple DMs in there. You were just, I, I couldn't believe we'd gone this far and right as I'm about to get into the car, you're calling it off. So I need mm-hmm. to know like you're who, what did Rob and Tim do to you to scare you away? Was it just, you know, nine innings of those, those guys hanging out <laughs> with drunk ass Tim Rigels? Like, is that what scared you away? What, what happened? I, I think it was a pride thing. Like it, I, I shouldn't, if, if, if I have to go and protest to go on the main show, it's not really achieving anything. Is it like, I mean, Fucking Montante didn't have to protest outside the the studio to get oh, in. You know, DC didn't have to protest outside the studio. I mean, you know, ego, pride, and as I said before, Kirk has no obligation to have me on. Like he's right, right. a ticket to the Wilbur doesn't mean a ticket to be on the main show. Um, you know, so that was where I was coming from with pulling out of the protest. But and I was also worried that they wouldn't see the funny side to it, which I, I'm glad they did. Because it just seemed like the day before they weren't very playful when Gearhead Mike called in. So that's that's where the trepidation came from. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad that you did it. I was so happy to see you come around that corner in beautiful Watertown. I, mm. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't pick a better street to embrace a man than out there on Main Street in Watertown. It was unbelievable. I'm looking around to see if anybody's going to shoot us. I'm with an international star. And I'm wondering at any point, is anybody just going to rob this man or take him hostage and be a taken situation? Uh, it was incredible to be out there in the streets with you. The people were passing by were very kind. They had no idea what was going on. There was one old uh, lady who was into it. Oh, there was one old lady who was definitely into it for sure. There was a biker as well. I got I got a shout out from him. He gave us a point. Um, so the people, it was a movement. Yes. And I was I was. I was so happy with what we had. Peltz was out there. He was on his phone. BPM was holding up signs. You were on the microphone, off the microphone, standing there, just looking up at the windows, hoping we'd see him. And then I was once pacing Kirk, nervously. Oh my gosh! And, and then so we face, get, it was beautiful. And then I turn around at one point. Kirk's at the window, staring at us. Yeah. And he, he just sort of was giving us a glaring look. I think he was wondering what to make of it all. And then we see Cullinane's head like bobbing up yeah. from below the window and we think it's Harry. But <laughs> we see, then we see Cullinane's face. Um, so at this point, you know, I'm thinking, okay, Kirk's not playing ball here. And he walks out of the studio past us, just goes, hey, guys, and gets in his car to drive off, which honestly I was – 99.95 percent sure that that was what was going to happen okay right. it was uh, and i was relieved i was like thank god we can stop this protest now maybe cullinane's going to come out and say hi maybe he'll show me the studio and kirk's not there and that'll be it we'll 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 be out of here we'll be at halfway cafe laughing about our failed protest and then he sort of came back kirk came back from his car mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and when he's and I was stunned, like I'm not often speechless, but I was speechless at that moment. You, you must have seen it. I was like a, a oh, stunned yeah. mullet. Yeah, you seemed very nervous the entire time. Like I, I, I tried to hide it very well. I'm sure, I'm sure I came off as that too. But you were very quiet. You were very nervous through this process, and then the seeing protest, him, we yeah. all, yeah, we all got very quiet as he he approached us. He must get that all the time. Like all of a sudden, Minifans fans are just who can't shut up. All of us are stupid and crazy. Mm. We see him and he locks in on us, and we're just like, just mouth open, just staring at him, like he's a, a moose walking exactly. through the wild. Oh, it's great! And then he goes, "All right, well, how about we record him in a fandom? We go to the cafe, and I say, I don't think it's open yet. So he's good. Oh, we're going to the studio, and I was stunned at this point. So you know, he walks ahead. You're putting your speaker away, and 
pulling yourself together. And I start to walk ahead and then it's just me and Kirk. And that's when I sort of snapped out of the complete shock. And I'm like, hey, Kirk, um, we start having small talk. You know, it's, it's very warm, hospitable. Mm-hmm. He was couldn't have been nicer. Um, Did he lean in and say how much of a fan he was of your work? I felt like he was going to do sort that. of. I guess his body language said that he yeah, didn't explicitly go. say it, but it was certainly the, the vibe he was giving off. Mm-hmm. I and I was thanking him. This is amazing. And and when we go in to do the show, and Mike's there, and he was all smiles. Mike was loving yesterday. Mike loved yesterday. He did. He, he had no choice, right? The Uber was not coming. It was not there. He had nowhere to go. We just kind of, we stuck him right into that show. The, mm. the, the, for better or worse, he was sticking around. But he enjoyed it. He was great. Especially during the photo that he took with you. That was awesome. That was very nice of him. Exactly. Yeah. And so we get in there. It's like we're going to record him in a fandom. I've, I've done a zero thought on, like, I had no idea we were going to do this. So we just got straight into it, um, and I thought it went really well. We had a great time, L- lots of voices. I mean, people will say, "Oh, I didn't, you know, you know, didn't go into some stuff." But it's hard when there's basically five people, including Cullinane, to really get in depth with stuff because Absolutely. you make a comment, and then Mike says something, Kirk says something, you says something. It's hard to sort of go back to okay, well, let's get really stuck into your leadership stuff. You know, you, you know, you can only go so far. Absolutely. And and the, the most, the main event was you and Kirk, like Mike being there was great. Colin ain't obviously great. I'm there basically to stay out of the way. Like that's, I feel like I'm a pass first point guard. Like I want you guys, this is, you about were petrified. I, I was, was like, not, I was like, I was you not, got anything? And you were like, uh, uh, uh you're, you're, it's, uh, it's you and Kirk. Whoa, 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 whoa. I was not petrified. I was fine in the moment, but I will say, the the if I'm in there like a chatty Kathy and I'm getting in the way of you two, how many people would be pissed off about that moment? Like it's all about red in that situation. I'm happy in that situation to let you two go, and then I'll just pick my spots. I feel like I did a great job. If we're gonna give out grades, I would say A plus for red. Uh, Kirk gets an A. Menners gets an A minus. Dave Cullinane A plus <laughs> plus. And then Mike Gary, he's a B plus all the way. He's a B. He's a B plus guy. So. I, th- I think that's my grading system for everybody. You graded yourself an A plus. Of course, of course, I did. I did a phenomenal job of getting a couple of jokes in there, a couple of jabs, ask some good questions, then just get out of the way. Yep, let yeah, you guys you go. Did fine. Yeah, you did Thank fine. You. Thank you. Um, so I had a lot of fun. It was. I thought it was a fun minute fandom. Um, Kirk played the hits. I played the hits. I mean, it was. It was. I, I was not intimidated on air. That's for sure. Like. Especially by the end. I will say, I don't know if you got any criticism. I've seen a little bit of criticism online. But by the end, I mean, you absolutely destroyed Harry Minahan. I mean, you killed him. (laughs) Only somebody feeling so comfortable could do that to somebody in front of you. So that was great. Well, The the thing is, though, with the whole – I think if you've listened to Minah fandom, you would know I'm in a really good place with the main show at the moment. So I actually don't think I chickened out or anything like – uh, you know, brought up the leadership stuff, you know, had a go at him about a few things. Um, but generally I enjoy the show. I didn't have, you know, when we listen to Minna Fandom and some of our gripes are very small little things. Um, right. So I, I, I don't think like, you know, it's not like Steve Robinson was there who, you know, I'm like I'm in a really good place with Cullinane at the moment. I've ex- I said it, I've accepted him for what he is. Um, so I think if I'd like been fake yesterday, and just tried to fight with Kirk about something. Like, there's no animosity there. I'm not one of those people that hate listens to the show. I'm not sneakers or someone. Or one of those idiots who tries to claim that the show isn't sold out because there's tickets online or things like that. You're not one of those idiots. No, no. no, no I'm no, not no. like that fucking long-haired freak from California. You'd have to be one of, an R-word that Kirk Menahan never uses anymore. You'd have to be a serious R-word to have to think something like that and go on a rant like that. You'd have to be totally stupid. But Absolutely. There's yeah. A, yeah, there's a few stupid Minute fans out there. Yeah, there um, so I thought it was a great performance. Obviously, you know... I. Uh, that was improv, but that man is improv. You know, I had given zero thought to this being a possibility. All of a sudden, I got Mike next to me. I got Carl. I've got Kirk. I mean, it was, it was a, a the most beautiful podcasting buffet, and I thought it was good fun. 
Absolutely. Now, were, would you give yourself a letter grade on this? Could you grade everyone around? Like, what, where, where do you feel like we all landed in your mind? Oh, in, in, well, A plus for me. Of course. Um, a minus for, for Red. Okay. Um, a B plus for Kirk. Um, Dave Cullinane? Dave Cullinane, A, solid A. I mean, he he he, he took it. He took you to task, my life. friend. So, I, look, I wanted to sort of ask you. I get the feeling like Cullinane and you had not been corresponding about this protest, but I feel like Cullinane. You had some inkling that Cullinane was going to find this funny. I had an idea. Now, I will say, I I did reach out to Dave Cullinane just to make him aware that there was going to be something going on outside, um, and he was more than helpful. He said. Well, if you, you know, if you wanted to park, you know, if you're looking for parking anywhere, this would be the area here. So he was helpful in that. And that, that was all the, the role that he played. So, yes, there was some a little bit of DMs back and forth. And I can't thank him enough because he gave us the right area, the right opportunity to park there. It worked out well with the technology that we had. It was it was a well run production that would not have happened with any other producer of a podcast. I think you would probably agree on that. Steve Robinson would not have played ball with something There's like that. There's no way. He would have called the police. He would have probably taken a few shots at us with his gun. Absolutely. Um, There's no chance we like survived. Peltier probably would have copped a ricochet, ricochet shot and be dead now. It would be like John's funeral. He died <laughs> protesting for menace to go into the studio. I, and I'm glad. I Listen, if he did die, who, who, who would not want to go out that way, number one? Number two, we had it on record that, that Peltz was there with us, was not drunk. Not a single drink was had, and he not a not a DUI stop at all. So, I'm glad that was at least on the record for Pelts too. So <laughs> it was good to have him there. So yeah, I mean, it was just a great experience. Um, I'm I'm shocked the protest work. I am stunned, and it didn't really work because I didn't get on the main show. It's like a this was a good workaround from Kirk. Like if you protest, you won't get on the show, but. Yeah, maybe you can you record the show in studio, your show in studio. Right. That was uh, that was phenomenal. Uh, it makes me want to get a shot at the main show. I would like to be. I don't know if you can ever get back in there, Menners. I mean, with your distance, but next I week. Would, well, not next week. No, no, no. I'm saying just sometime. No, I'm saying I should be in there in oh. on the in the second chair next week. Well, man, Monday and Tuesday. I thought you had. Well, a, we were going to get into. I was wondering what your travel plans are, but I think they're what they're Monday, Tuesday, I'll, Friday next I week. I mean, I'll drop anything to be in studio. I'll okay. drop anything, especially Mayo. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. That's on the weekend anyway. It's <laughs> um, a great trip. I'm, I was so happy the, when you told him that you're going to see Mayo. You were taking. I knew he'd trip. love that. You're renting a car. You were going to go see Mayo. The look on his face was beautiful. That was great. <laughs> Oh, uh, every time somebody hears his name in that studio, they just they look like they're about to throw up. And he couldn't that. be the he's such a nice guy, Mayo. He is such he is. a nice guy. But you and I are not running any fundraising events where we're running. You know, there's that's no five Ks that we're running. If we did, I think that's where we would run afoul of Mayo for sure. Because <laughs> that's that's like a pet peeve of his. If you're doing any kind of fundraiser, go fuck yourself. That's Manners. That's that's Mayo's mentality for sure. <laughs> Um, so yeah, well, after the studio, we we head headed to Halfway Cafe, and that's where it was um, you know John uh, Madawaska Rob, and then I got to meet famous Tim and Canton. Mm-hmm. BPM was there. It was great, and and I gotta thank you. I tried, I mm. tried the best I could. You pulled that move, the veteran move of going to the bathroom first, and you paid for our lunch, and I really appreciate that. I can't thank you enough. I tried to do that same move. I came over to the bar and the waitress the nice waitress said well your australian friend has already paid for it yes so i wasn't going to do that because i saw the size of you and i thought red's going to eat a lot i can't afford Mm -hmm. to feed this guy i just went i just went with an app and you just went with an appetizer and you know there's a couple of john peltier had just some cucumber um so i was like i can afford this um you can do it but i was nervous but it was great to meet everyone i mean the minute the minute fans i met were fantastic had a great time at Halfway Cafe. It was, it was hard being around people with that sort of after sex glow. Like I, mm. I was just like, I mean, I had like semen running down my legs. I was, <laughs> I was, you know, every I was washed out. I mean, as as I said, it was like spending the night with Dua Lipa. That's how I felt. 
Yeah. And we, we sat there for two hours talking to great, you know, or maybe it was an hour and a half, whatever it was talking to great men of fans about a podcast. That's all we were talking mm. about. That's all the conversation went to. Like it was such a weird, it's probably such a weird thing for others to hear us just sitting around talking about a podcast. We're all very strange mm. individual individuals. I get that. Wasn't the weirdest was, conversation I had yesterday. <laughs> well, yeah, we'd see I, the, the lunch was fantastic. Um, we can circle back to anything in the studio too, but I need to know, like, as much as like when I'm looking at Kirk Minahan, he gives you that side eye. That's like whoa. As I'm sitting there with the producers booth, what is it like to stare into the eyes just one on one with Rich Kelleher? To just the face down, the demons right there. What is that like? So he's a lovely guy, and I actually. I feel really sorry for Rich because he was the first Minifan to really get fucked over by Steve Robinson. Like Robinson mm-hmm. twisted everything to make Rich Kelleher seem like this devil that was selling stickers when he wasn't. This was all Steve Robinson being an asshole, and, and we don't need to relitigate that. But Red and I, I don't need to convince you, Red. I mean, so so that's that. why I have often had a lot of sympathy for Rich, and he, you know, he sent me stickers. He was very warm when I um, became a. a when the Aussie Minna fan show started. So, um, and he wanted, he lives near where I'm saying he wants to catch up for a coffee. So I was like, okay, let, let's meet RK. And, you know, um, he has glasses on. So the cross eyes, like he, the eyes don't look at each other in person. Um, he had the glasses, but that's okay. So you're not like freaked out. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, first thing I say, I'm at a restaurant in, Har- I'm at a restaurant in Harvard Square. And he messages me, I'm in Kendall Square, where are you? And I'm like, wrong, wrong place. <laughs> um, so then eventually when he got to me, I mean, then I, I start live tweeting like the really insane stuff. So yes. I programmed the show for nine months. Um, other which minute nine months? don't which know how to create months? buzz. Yeah, wh- which nine months was he talking about there? What, what was he, what, what, what nine months is he taking credit for? I'm just curious. I mean, he, he would tell you he programmed the show for nine months with a straight face. Um, <laughs> you know, um, uh, the insanity was just the, some of the delusions, you know, when he and then and then so there was the show stuff. There was the, the you know, other Minna fans don't understand how to create buzz. Um, sure. uh, and then, he, you know, there was this blonde girl in the bar who I'm sure Rich was looking, you know, creepily at. And she was like, you know, on on her phone, like calling the police or something. And he's like, uh, she was staring at me the whole night. Should I leave my phone number? And I'm like, Rich, I really uh, wouldn't bother. Um, (laughs) So it was like a trip. I I live tweeted a lot of the comments, you know. I don't like the Taliban, but I get it. yeah, what, what, in what context is that conversation going on? What, what, what is that? What is, how does the Taliban come up with you? And Rich I, mean, uh, I can't even begin to explain <laughs> okay. what was going through his brain. Um, but we had, a, we had a lovely time and he's a pleasant guy. Um, it, it was like a sort of live, you know, the, the Rich Kelleher experience live did not disappoint. I mean, high, you know, being in studio yesterday was fun, but live tweeting, those tweets from Rich may have been more amusing. It was certainly amusing for me. There was, I mean, we were having a great time in studio, obviously, but just reading the craziness. Like, I don't know what his definition of prominence is. I don't know what kind of buzz he thinks he's creating. I just love, I love <laughs> crazy, as you know. Like any anybody that that's crazy, I can give me give me a full cup of that. And but I don't know if I can go to dinner and stare into those eyes. And we didn't have dinner. We just had. So I said to him, "Let's go somewhere where I can get something sweet and a coffee." And he takes oh. me to this like cocktail bar, and I'm like, "And neither of us are drinking." I love that. That's great. <laughs> He's a great host. So what the hell? And he went to the wrong place. So, yeah. uh, wow. I mean, what an what an evening. What yeah, a day we, that we, was. you know, it was an hour and a half of like being on LSD when you haven't taken any. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I think I'm a bit crazy, but. The show has broken this poor young ginger man, and there's no coming back. There's no, there's like, no way to do it. When it's I too got crazy. home from that, I jumped on Meeting of the Minds for a little while because you know you got to take the victory lap yesterday, and those guys seem normal compared to Rich, and they are that, that's poor fucking lunatics. Yeah, um, 
but I'm really glad I got to meet him. He, I, I'm serious. He's a lovely guy. He's just, I don't know, like a chromosome short or something. Yeah, probably a little bit. Now, would you, how much, I mean, Dave Cullinane, I want to go back to Dave Cullinane for just a second. And I want to know if there's anything that came of this, but he gave us a Minifan exclusive. We are a claustrophobic show. We talk about mm. Minifans all the time. He gives us a Blobe exclusive. Um, and it was, I mean, what a doozy of a story. I haven't heard anything from Blobe. I'm too terrified to reach out. I don't know if Blobe has reached out to you, but that sound, that story rang true with me. And I don't know if he's going to deny it at all, but that sounded like craziness to me. I think I listened back to the audio of, of that story and it sounds like Blobe reached out with good intentions and he wasn't Absolutely. too creepy. So okay. I'm willing to give Blobe a free pass and I don't want to get shot in the back of the head outside the wheel bus. So sticking go. to this line. Listen, um, we're, we're friends of Blobe. We're, we're we really like Blobe. Great friends. We love we really Blobe. like Blobe. And anyone that's mm-hmm. got a, like a, a bulletproof vest, um, please bring it to my hotel. Cause I need to we're easy to spot too in person. So. Well, you are, you are massive. You are massive. You're a big fat dude. I am not fat, Menners. You are, are pretty. You you're pretty fat. Like I'm what not skinny. I've got a big gut, but you, like, you know, you wear these baggy shirts. I mean, you're an, big. You're big. You're not fit. I, I am. I am. I am a big guy. I'm an offensive lineman. I'm a. I'm a big dude for sure. Yep. Big for fat sure. Dude. I'm thick. Thick for thick. sure. I felt like real. High, yeah. Anyway, just you know. I mean, you're I'm a, I'm a bear of a man. Globe could not miss you if he no. sprays into the crowd. One will find you. Yeah, I don't. I don't stand a chance. There's mm. no, there's no way. So hopefully, hopefully he knows that we're great friends. And I was, I was so thankful for the story. I wasn't creeped out by the story at all. Wasn't strange at all to me. Loved it. Thank you, Blow. Appreciate that story, Dave Colony, for giving us the exclusive. So I was yeah, excited about that. But, but say you're in in Blow's shoes, and you say, um, I think you know. I mean, Dave said his wife's name, Holly Cullinane, on the show before. I think that's it, isn't it? So, you know, if you're if you're you know, and you, you comes up. I don't think it's, I get why it's weird, but I don't think it's, if you do it in the right way into how I work in this industry, like, uh, I think if it was the wrong person, like, I don't know. I just think I understand where Blob was coming from and I don't want to die. So that's, that's it. All I'm saying. I, that's where I'm, I wanted to ask the question. <laughs> I want to leave it there. Yes. I, we could talk about it forever, but I'm not doing that. A great friend of Blob. Love Blob. That's yeah. It. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, surprisingly, the episode, the Minna Fandom show with Kirk and Mike and Dave has done better than the episode that Mayo did. No. It has. That can't be. Yeah. No. Wow. Well, that's a, that's a great show then. Wow. There's a lot of people that were them. pissed off that I wasn't on the main show, that they saw the video of me in the studio and they thought I was part of the main show and then they, the main show ended and I was never there. Well, that, that was kind of nice. Instead of driving kinda... people to our show. It's getting it's getting them there, and I noticed the Kirk Minahan show did retweet the All Aboard guys who tagged us in that tweet. Uh, I feel like this is going to do big numbers. Hopefully, you know, maybe a little bit bigger than Mayo numbers, but we're going to mm-hmm. do some big numbers here. So thank you to Kirk and uh, Mike Geary, and you know the fact that I got to be there with a legend, my hero Dave Cullinane. I got to smell his seat. Got to be there at the the desk with the computer. He's got the DMs open. He's got the lines there. I was seeing everything. I had the notes right there. You did a great job producing. Thank you. When I told you to shut off the sound, I don't know if you did. It was just going to I did, yes. I I hit that phone, boom, just like that, like a pro. That's what I'm saying. Get me, get me into the studios. I'm ready to go. I think I sniff now, don't you? You've got like that, you're Karana, like you've been in there once and Mm -hmm. just addicted now to that. Listen, now this is when the the six months of clout and craziness that's going to come from this now now like let's go give this to mm-hmm. me and then you know in six months when i do something you'll just be strong, protesting there every two weeks like now right. no and, matter what and the kirk shuns me and then i go off and i'll do a podcast by myself and maybe a stream on twitch who knows <laughs> this the, the sky's the limit for me who knows oh dear um so the studio itself i guess people want to um uh, sort of a, uh, a window into what's in the studio. So, you know, it is on brand. It's shit house, um, but it's very functional. It's dirty. I mean, it, it needs a female touch in there. They need a female intern just to clean the place up. Like it has not been cleaned since they moved in. And they really have got a lot to work with. They could make it 
more hospitable. I would say so. Listen, I, I more than thankful to get the opportunity. As we said, when you walk in there and you're up on that floor and you go into the door, the smell that hits your nose, it, for me, it was a cross between a locker room um, and an old folks home. Like it was, it was that like musty, but also smelled like sweat and dirt and maybe a little piss. Um, it it's like, was you know, like a, a sort of gym change room when, it's mm. just peak smell. Like it was mm-hmm. in that vicinity. And I'm so glad that Kirk has that no shitting rule because if somebody took a dump in there, it hits you right in the face. That bathroom's right there. You mix in those smells and you see the Mountain Dew boxes. That's what I couldn't get over was just the the stuff that was laying around. The Mountain Dew boxes. I saw a box of Star Wars Legos. Justin's room was a pigsty. It Do you think it's is. ever been vacuumed? For example, would you say there's ever been a vacuum since – KMS has been in there. I hope I'm a Justin guy. He's great content. I hope at the very least he's been able to vacuum that place and should do so. Of all the rooms that are there, there is not a cleaning closet that I saw. And I don't know why. I mean, that's got to be a part of Justin's thing. You need an exterminator in there too. There's, there's a lot going on. You need that place needs some help, but Um, thank you again for the opportunity. I I expected no less. I mean, everybody that goes in there says the same thing. Um, I'm, you know, I'm stunned. Yeah. I'm stunned that Kirk can park his car there. I'm stunned that Whitney, that Ryan Whitney can park his car. You know, second second draft pick in the, the NHL draft, a professional athlete. Who knows what kind of vehicle he's rolling in? Probably <laughs> a nice SUV. And he parks that thing and walks into that building. It's stunning. <laughs> it is stunning to walk in there. And Justin's room is is horrifying. It Justin's really got is. his own room, and it is. It's a death trap. <laughs> His studio has a really nice, like two windows looking into it. It has a lot of potential. That place has rooms on rooms that you could do a lot with, uh, but it's Spartan. They just keep it, but it's, it's full of trash. But other than that, it's a great spot. Uh, I mean, we were so lucky to go in there and um, yeah, I'm yeah. I mean, I, we, I, it was, it was a day I'll never forget. Ever. Day I'll never forget. Ever. I, 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 It was everything I wanted and more. And I'm so glad that we had that opportunity. I'm so glad that you changed your mind. We were able to go down there. I want to thank mm. BPM and Tony and others who told us you have to go. You have to do this. And, I'm so glad that thanks we did. to Kirk and Carl of and course. Mike for coming on the show and playing ball. We had a great time. Now, I do have a couple of gripes. A couple okay. of things. One, there wasn't enough time. Like, and then that's not a shot at anybody. I'm saying there wasn't enough time to get to these gripes because I mean, Kirk was more than we I mean, did 50 minutes where he had a lunch to get to. Mm. Um, we're taking up their time. You two are going back and forth. I'm not going to get in the way, but you're, you're factually incorrect, sir. When you're talking about why the rundown ended, the rundown did not end because of visionless Dave. Nobody gives a fuck what <laughs> he left the show. Okay. Nobody, no, that's not the reason why the show ended. The show ended because there was some doxing of Meta fans by Meta fans, by the way. And then we ended it. And then when we were going to bring it back, Ziggy got a little too busy with his personal life. And that's not a shot at him. That just is what it is. And that's why the show didn't come back. And that's I'm so happy to be here with you so I can talk about this awesome podcast and be a crazy person, too. But that's the reason why the rundown okay. went away. It had nothing to do with anything else. So I don't know what that narrative that you're spinning is just factually incorrect. I'm glad but you clarified that. that. No one that to be done. Well, no, well, I mean, if you're going to be, if you're going to have an opinion on something, you should be correct, and you were wrong, so I just need to make that clarification. That's all. And then, number two, number two, um, the Madawaska Rob. I I was critical of Madawaska Rob. I am, I need to clarify that, if I can, for just a second. Now, I'm not saying that Rob is one of those guys where you know, Kirk was mad at him and he went away. What I'm saying is, is that my guy Rob had some issues with some folks and he went away. And I think he's been hesitant to come back. I think because Kirk was a little critical of him and he's changed his viewpoint. That's all. I mean, you saw it with Rob at lunch. There's definitely some issues there. You had a baseball game with him as well. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to clarify that a little bit. If I could. Rob so, is a terrific guy and terrific. Uh, you know, such a good dude, and and 
to say he has issues is an understatement when it comes to the KMS show. For he, he genuinely believes he could be the Thursday person. And then he saw Chris Clemmer get the job ahead of him. So I think his ego has been shot to pieces since that. And as I said, you know, he only mentioned Clemmer a thousand times uh, when we got together. Um, yeah, I, I thought the podcast they did with those guys was a lot of fun. I know Kirk didn't like it, but I thought that was a nice little window into our evening. I thought it was phenomenal. I know you're going to get to hopefully still be able to have that dinner with Clemmer. Hopefully you can impart that wisdom on him because I thought you did a great job with a phone on a table recording two guys and a third guy getting hammered, absolutely hammered. <laughs> um, it was a great show. I thought that was a nice little quick hitter. Absolutely. Like you felt like you were out with us um, that night. So, yeah. So Rob, look, Rob flew pretty close to the sun and then his wings got burnt and, you know, I, I, I was surprised he does. He still listens to the show. I thought he maybe didn't, didn't listen to the Thursday shows, but he loves Kirk. He, Rob he loves Kirk. There was no animosity there. I think as long as you don't end up on a Twitch show with John from Scranton, I think it's safe to say you're in good standing with the show. Like you're not one of those loons who has to go there. I feel like that's like a graveyard for people who hate the show or hate Kirk because he was mean to them one time. Mm. Like that's that's the spot where you go. Yeah. Now, I know you were taking victory lap there. I'm saying everybody else that was there, you know, that's just that's not a spot where you want to be. No, you got to keep it real, people. Yeah. Um, Keeping in perspective. Um, Absolutely. Now, did you listen to the main show yesterday, the, the prelude to the Minna Fandom show? I did. I listened to it a few times. So I said to Kirk, and I'll reiterate, that there is no way they should be going to this stupid mini golf tournament the week of the wheelbar with this insane schedule. I would say I think you have to do it. Now, here's why. The, the most important brand that should be there is foreplay the most important the second most important would be kirkman you need to have kirkman there he is the straw that stirs the drink at any mini golf or golfing event he's the guy because he's the one person who's not going to be fake like barstool they should have done it in maine then not bloody in the hamptons in the middle of nowhere but you have to get dave portnoy there now i so you have to do it by portnoy has to fit his schedule so i understand that but you, so wherever you're going to do it, you can still make this happen. They just have to make this happen for Kirk. Because I think they're going to have the show pretty much taken care of. Like it's going to be like it sounds like Kirk and Dave are working very hard on this. My concern with that is I, I hope that Justin can make it back in time to also help them out with that. But I think it's going to be a great show. I think the Wilbur's going to run without a hitch. That's not going to be the issue. So I think the mini golf thing isn't going to be a problem at all, Manners. Come on. No, yeah, you, the travel time's insane. Like they're going to be, they should be working around the clock to get the Wilbur ready. They shouldn't be off playing mini golf and well, traveling seven hours each way. If anything, as I said, Kirk should be flown up private, put in a hotel, flown back the next day. I agree with that. He he is the most important. And, and Barstool not being able to make this match up. Like to only make sure that it fits for Portnoy's schedule to me is insane. To not have the four play guys there, to not make sure that Kirk could be there. Yeah. Like I don't know. I don't know how they've made so much money and been such a, a powerhouse of a media company. Like it doesn't make any sense to me that they do this. But it's going to be great. Mm. And, and then Kirk was upset about the fact that the Wilbur want to do the first VIP meet and greet at five p.m. and then not and they want to do the one for the second show after the second show. I can see a lot of problems with this. I don't think the 5 p.m. is actually that bad because if you're there, you go and meet Kirk and then you go to a bar and grab a beer and you come for the show, big deal. Um, but the after one I can see being a problem. Like by midnight, Kirk's going to be done two shows, he's going to be exhausted, and then he's not going to want to take photos with another 200 Minna fans at midnight. I, I, I totally agree, and I don't understand. If, if you are a VIP... Um, it's 200 people per show. So that's 400 people. Um, it's easy math there. And there's a thousand people that can stay in the Wilbur, right? So you have of the 2000 people, 400 of them are VIPs. And then they get a total of maybe five seconds with Kirkman and like what an absolute greedy fuck Steve Robinson is <laughs> like a, a total 
grab to make 400 people be the VIPs, quote unquote, and then that's what they get. And then that's the time that Kirk gets to give them, which he's the guy who walks around the Saco drive-in and just shakes hands, kisses babies with everybody and talks to everybody. Like It's just an unfair ask all the way around. Shame on Steve Robinson. What, what a terrible job by him to do this, to put yes. them into this situation. And, and a terrible job to then combine the two shows into one night. Because I don't think that was the original plan, was it? The no, I thought plan. it was going to be Friday, Saturday. And I then thought. it got moved the first time, yep. and they decided to do it on one night. And, and, and obviously it's cheaper if you hire the Wilbur on one night. So that, that does add a different element. Well, would you seen... would you love to do a VIP at a parking garage with a tent? Would you like to do that? that? Is that <laughs> so it's going to be happening. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think Steve's going to be at the Wilbur. I think so too. Because I think he's got a financial interest still in the Wilbur. I'm sure there's something there's something there. You're he's telling me a piece he's of the pie. Get money. He's going to get some of this money? I think God, so. I think – let's hope he doesn't. But I think he's going to be there. I'm, I mean, the menace, Steve – stare off could happen oh that would be great i would love that well i'm right there with you hopefully blob can take steve out for us then if that's the case before before the stare off happens yeah because fuck that guy that guy's um, shit. yeah so uh, look I'm, I'm worried about the wilbur for some of those things but i think the shows are going to be great kirk really tried to sell the sh- second show on minifandom yesterday yeah, and I've, I've seen this a little bit of chatter online, and we didn't have enough time to get into it, but I feel like it's just a few people on Twitter who are saying that. I don't think I've been offered 100 tickets to the second show. Oh, sure. I'm sure. Like people that, are, I've got a spare ticket. I can't go, but like 100. But I, I think there's some of us who are trying to get in for the first show or just be for the first show because I think there's going to be some pretty good after parties afterwards mm. to hang out with the Minna fans because that's also a big part of this. Is Because it works saw, out well because Adam in Jersey's at the second show, so we can have the after parties and we know Adam can't come. Well, yeah, he can't whisper in my ear, shalom. And, and that's going to be unfortunate because I really like Adam. I don't like that you're taking shots at him there. But I think <laughs> the second show is going to be great. I don't have any issues there. I think that's going to be – a different show as much as Kirk has said. Otherwise, I think people are trying to move to get to the first show because there's going to be some good after parties afterwards. I mean, I'm going right to Menor's room. We're go- it's going to be, if you see a sock on the door, don't come in. I'm coming in. I don't care. Like you get yourself dressed. It's going to be, I'm going to bring the microphone, the speaker. We're going to have a great time. <laughs> I have a great time. I can't wait. You're going to sing some Peter Gabriel again. Oh, that's my dream. That's the goal. That's the life goal every time is to get in there. Can I sing some songs? Can I sing sing a little Peter Gabriel? I have a phenomenal voice, by the way. I was told by many people who reached out to me. This is, again, why I give myself an A+. plus On a studio microphone with a, a real setup, not this thing I have here, I sound great, Manners. Like, yeah, you did. Nice, you sounded really good. Nice you got that voice. big, huge frame to, to get the oh. bellow the music out. Mm-hmm. I don't like where, where you're going with that. I feel like that's another insult. I don't know where you're no, going with that. I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I feel like there's some kind of a short thing where you're coming at me. I, I can't help how big I am. I can't help I'm, this. I'm, you're a big dude. Okay. Eat well, clearly. Okay. Um, sure. All right. So I must apologize to the, the Minifandom listeners yesterday. We didn't get to the listener question segment. And, look, you have to say, Kirk really wanted the show yesterday yesterday to be all about him for some reason. Like, I wanted to tell him at one point, like, we're on Minifan. Like, that's why when we're talking about, you know, Blind Mike stuff and all aboard, he's like, oh, you've got to talk about me. Well, Kirk, you're on our show. Like, he really monopolised the conversation for most of the show. (laughs) Shame on him. That's unbelievable. So I have to apologize because we didn't get to the listener questions, but we'll do them now. So here we go. This is from Francis Satrial. Four manners. What was the duration of time between wheels down in Boston and your first crank session? Describe the experience. Look, I'm not going to go into details, Francis, but it, it wasn't that long. I mean, let's face it. I'm now just miles away from many, many, many ladies. So the, the horny factor went up a long way. Um, Next question, Melissa Gorman. What day are you and Dave Cullinane playing the hits? Hits are dead, baby, but we, we got to meet yesterday. Dave couldn't have been lovelier. The hits are always in our heart, okay? that's It, it can come back at any point. I know you'll be there, Manners, when it does. Mm. Sure. Ted Sarandis. Did you participate in the singing of Sweet Caroline at the game last night? So he's referring to the game two nights ago. Mm. Absolutely, I did. But 
Tim Ridgeland and I had some a really good view from our seats of some lovely young Boston women. So we just sat there singing Sweet Caroline, just soaking up the, the sights. Like the, mm-hmm. the drunker Tim got, the more vulgar he became. Which how many was, how many drinks did he end up having that night? Look, he had his last drink about eight times. So that's all <laughs> His last drink came off like the four before. So okay. Yes. Um, okay. This is from Ted again. If Kirk doesn't allow you in the studio, what type of civil disobedience do you suggest for the Mena fans? Well, moot point now, Ted. Um, it was peaceful too. I got to say, we kept we kept stressing that this was a peaceful protest. This was not us like super lemon haze. Oh, that's bullshit. I could tell Peltier was ready to punch on. You feel I like he was ready you, to go? If, if, some, if nothing had happened, Peltier would have been beating the shit out of Kane in the back alley. Justin wasn't there to protect him. I can just see it now. You know, Pelt Good luck laying going, into him. Oof, go three rounds with Pelts. That guy's got reach. Uh, he goes to the gym. He told us, dude, you don't cross that guy. That's He's just been for a walk, power yep. walk. Yep. Done his um, Pilates class that morning. There you go. All right. Do you think Blind Mike raising his prices for his Patreon is a good business move? What do you think? I think it is because I don't know. Like the $1 tier, as he said, it doesn't make much sense for him. I think, uh, you know, if you have too low a price, people start to associate you with that low price with a low quality. So I think it's a great idea for him to set that price. And and it should have been there from the beginning, I think. But I, I also don't pay for it either. I don't. He's a very very good businessman, Mike. Yeah, that's true. Andy Mayo, does Red want to come out, come and hang out in Connecticut? That's from Mayo. I couldn't think of, it sounds like heaven on earth and it sounds like hell. Um, I can't stand the entire state of Connecticut. So there is no way I could ever go there. And I love Mayo. It has nothing to do with Mayo. It's just that entire state is god awful. Okay, thanks. I'm about to go there. Well, you are, but you're going to be in an above-ground pool, an above-ground pool, luxury, okay? You're going to enjoy <laughs> yourself. It's going to be nice. This is from Adam in Jersey. Did all the minor ladies get the restraining orders set up in time? I don't know, but none of them have replied to my DMs, so I don't know oh, what's going on there. You're getting ghosted a little bit. A lot of ghosting now that I'm oh, stateside. This is NLA suburban tug time. What's the food experience been like since you've been stateside? I mean, it started off with Shake Shack, then it was Duncan for breakfast, then it was um, Chipotle for lunch, then it was some Chick Fil A. It's been all, all the local, stuff. all the local flavors. I can tell. Then I had some traditional barbecue, Boston barbecue, some ribs, some brisket last night. I know that's traditionally Boston food. Um, I'm, and and I'm today, good. so today I just met uh, Danny and Bill Ricker, and he he said let's well firstly he said let's go to this restaurant in like three hours north of Boston, and I'm like I'm not going that far. So he's like let's go to the Border Cafe that Jared and Kirk talk about. So I'm about to order an Uber today, and I, it says it says opens at four p.m. So I'm like Danny, you're doing a Justin. We're going to get there, and it's going to be closed. <laughs> So then he goes, okay, okay. And then he goes, let's meet at Regina's in Walburn. Now, I went to Regina's a couple of nights ago with um, Rob and Tim. And you went to the best one too, by the way. North End, yeah. But actually the one – so I couldn't be bothered like trying to find another place now because I think Danny's, you know, a few few beers short of a six-pack. So um, so, so he's like, like, okay, let's meet there. And and it was – I've got to say the Regina's pizza is amazing. It's as prompt, as expected. Phenomenal. So I was happy to have it again. And I get on, you know, catch an Uber to Walburn and beautiful cheese pizza and tribute to Kirk. So I would say that my experience has been really good. What what do you have uh what do you have planned for the next like what's going on tonight? I'm just curious what your next plan is. Um, what's what's the minifan fan that you're hanging out with next or who is besides Mayo? Okay, so look, Sneakers is really trying hard to catch up. Yeah, you're not oh, going to believe this. I'm getting messages from him on multiple burner accounts. Oh, um, that's not happening. That's stunning to hear that. Great guy, though. It's just going to happen. Um, oh yeah, seems like a hoot. Uh, I think I'm meeting up with Gearhead Mike soon. Great men of fan. Have you met him before? I I I love him. He's a great guy. Had the opportunity to meet at Saco, one of the Sacos. Mm. Phenomenal, and I think he's been the guy who's been calling in. 
to talk about mentors. Too. Yeah, absolutely. So I own him a lot. Great. And then I think I'm meeting Kirk 5K. Uh, then maybe Kirky Walnuts later on. Ooh, Kirky Walnuts is a good one too. That's yep. a good minute. That's the plan. Nice. And then the big day tomorrow, I get to meet Mayo. It's a big day. I love that. Be hard to sleep tonight. Well, good luck. I mean, again, Connecticut, above ground pool. It's gorgeous. I, you know what I love about Connecticut? I love the fact that they just got two lane roads everywhere um, and nobody knows how to drive. Nobody uses a blinker and it's just traffic all the time for no reason at all. Connecticut is a fucking shithole. I hate that place. Goddamn. Mm. So just the final question. Like, So now we've, we've, we've had yesterday's experience and it, mm-hmm. it wasn't me on the main show, but I was, I was in the presence of Kirk Minahan. Mm-hmm. Do you think I could sit in the second chair? I think you could. I think you're a, a better listener than I anticipated. I think you have a wealth of knowledge on many things that Kirk is interested in. And I think you've kind of taken, you know, taken the training wheels off a little bit as far as you've already had that opportunity with Kirk. So I think you'd be a perfect, perfect second chair in there or somebody that could also, you know, what's really difficult is having Mike there and still being able to work off of Kirk and Mike and do that. And I think you could do that too. I think that's a more difficult job. So if it was a day where Mike was in and then you were also there, I think you would also do a wonderful job, Manners. You can tell when they get going, they like they get in their own little bubble. They love each other on air. They really do. And it, you can feel the chemistry in that room. And the three of them are on a, a tremendous run right now. They, they have a, a great comedic timing with, between the three of them. So the show has never been better. Oh, well, we, got, we got that, actually. There we go. Thanks for your minutes in. Well, Red, mm-hmm. um, good to catch up. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, yeah. What are you watching this weekend? What are you going to see? So I'm not watching. Uh, uh, oh, the only thing I am looking forward to that I'm watching is going to be the Thor movie. I'm going to go to the movies. So I'm looking forward to Thor. Um, other than that, I'm going to get out to the beach. I got to tan up. I got to be ready to go. I got to get that mm. bronze ready for the Wilbur. I got to pick out my outfit. I got to cut my hair. Uh, it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while. I got to be ready, man. This is, we, we got a week. We got a week ish to glow up and be ready for the big day, for the big I, night. I've been a great show on, on the way over called American Auto. And I know you don't like sitcoms, but it's very funny. It's an NBC sitcom. Watched it on the plane. Loved it. Okay. All yeah, right. That's all I've been watching apart from. Well, don't, you know, don't watch too much stuff. You, you got too many people to meet. Exactly. And, and too many local local places to go. Maybe a, like a subway, mixing a subway in there. Who knows? That's it. Starbucks. I hear that's go. uniquely Boston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, don't don't have any seafood. I wouldn't want you to have any seafood or get yourself. I had a lobster like a... roll yesterday. Okay. Did you get yourself I'll a roast beef yet? You get yourself a roast yeah. beef? Do I need to do that? You mean, maybe me and Jay will get a roast beef. I would say you should DM. Don't DM Jay. Don't ever do that. You should DM Rob Bradford. Rob Bradford knows the roast beef spot to hit up. So DM him. He'll get he'll get back to you. No, I'll do it. I'll do it. I love All Bradford. Right. All right, peeps. Thanks for listening. See you, Red. Love you, buddy.